The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. It is a day of pleasure (laughs) because I'm here because Meg Livingston is here you haven't been on since when it's been I think I was pregnant with dot dot well we for sure recorded at like my like at three apartments ago yeah because that was the last time we we recorded and I moved out of that apartment in like 2021 yes I think I was pregnant with dot and now I've had Dot and another child. Yeah. So we, me and Meg met, let's see, almost, let's see, two and a half years ago. It was November 2020 when we met. It was. Isn't that crazy? How cute. I know. And we just met through Instagram. Meg runs a business and I was just starting the bad broadcast. And did you find me or did I find you or did we find one another? We mutually found each other. I actually am not sure who found who. We should look back into our DMs. But anyway, we just became fast friends, and then I asked you to come on the podcast, and we met in the exact room that we're recording in right now. It is full circle. It is a full circle moment. So we've talked about a lot of things in our last episodes, and I wanted to bring you back on, first of all, because people thought we broke up. They did. They thought we broke up, which is... But you've just been pregnant for three years. I have been, and a little depressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it the pregnancy, it... or was it the winter? It was a combination. Yeah. It was terrible. But now we're here. I feel like when you had Wally, who's who was joining us today, who may make an appearance. Yes. Um, I mean, and you said this on your Instagram and to me that you felt like kind of the moment you gave birth, you felt like yourself again. Oh, absolutely. He exited my vagina and my soul reentered. Mm, it like was he wild. Was, he was like taking up the space where your soul was. Yes, but he is the sweetest. The sweetest. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. They're just, you were in an apartment and there wasn't room for both. Yeah, someone needed to be evicted (laughs) and apparently it was me. Apparently it was your personality. (laughs) It was my personality. I I mean, obviously we were talking throughout your whole pregnancy and you seemed great. I mean, you seemed pleasant and you were not like in a bad mood or being a bad friend or anything, but. That's nice. Yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad that he's here and you also are here i too am (laughs) glad that i am also here so besides having children what's new since the people have heard from you how's post how's life with four children can you imagine no no i saw okay i saw a tiktok today of an of a girl getting an ultrasound quadruplets absolutely not i was like someone sent her a gift no it almost made me start crying like immediately because i was so i was like four kids all in a blink of the eye I, a lot of people have been like, well, how's the transition from three to four? And I don't think it's the transition from three to four that is the problem. It's the 18 month gap between my sweet Dorothy mm-hmm. and Wally. Yeah. It's, woo. That's we, close. Yeah. It's close. 18 months is close. I mean, yeah, I, I, whenever people tell me their gap between kids, I'm always like, that's, that's close. Every gap seems close. Three it years is. seems close. Like to have a three-year-old and a newborn seem close. Like it just seems like. I mean, you're just kind of in the throes of it, but that gap is very close. It is close. I will be feeding Wally and Dot will look me in the eyes and light something on fire. <laughs> She's She is unruly. Sweet, a, but, but unruly. But a menace. Absolutely. We call her Dennis pretty frequently. Dennis the menace. It's The nickname is sticking because that's what she is. Yeah. Okay. So what about Post? Post. The gorgeous, amazing... Meg, I will brag about Meg till the day I die. What does it feel like to be good at everything? Um, tell me, hmm. tell me that. Like I, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, in fact. <laughs> Do you want to out yourself about how you don't wear my jewelry? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to out myself about how I have tried? I, ha- you guys have all banned me from getting piercings. Maddie is not allowed to get piercings. Every time you show up at my house, you have a new piercing. Yeah. And then something and guess swells. What? I put post in there and it swells. It's not post's it's, fault. It's 
I would like to disclose it's not post fault. No, it's not. Everybody <laughs> has luck with it. There is, there, I'm having, there's an issue. But anyway, so what's, what's, how are you feeling about your business? I mean, you and I talk all the time about going through ebbs and flows of business and being super motivated and then not feeling creative and then feeling really motivated again and then having a lull. Like, where are you at? Well, it's hard to be creative when you're severely depressed. Mm -hmm. And so I abandoned my business for the better part of nine months. Mm -hmm. And I really thought I was like, oh, no, I'm never going to feel the motivation and the excitement around my business again. But surely after I was not pregnant anymore, I felt a new a new life breathed into my business into your business and Wally's six weeks old and so I'm I'm back at it yeah you're you're right back yeah you are again good at literally everything including (laughs) birthing children and getting back on top of your life actually I did I tell you this so my sister-in-law just had a baby and I went to Atlanta you know to to meet my new niece my sister-in-law was out and about two days postpartum in her pre-pregnancy pre-pregnancy white pants no I was like you are I I was sick I was sick I was like I was looking at her we were out we were at lunch somebody came up they were like oh how old is the baby she's like two days she's also like the coolest and nicest person ever like I'm I'm not even saying this like she was like bragging about it she's just unbelievable we love her but tell her to go get back in bed (laughs) truly literally she was up showered clean outfit on I was like who are you Tell her to go get a diaper on and yeah. go lay in bed. That's how I feel about you right now. And he's he's six weeks old. I feel like, like, what are you doing? I well, You shopped for bushes today. I did shop for bushes today. Why are plants so expensive? Never bought a plant in my life. I wouldn't recommend it. I've bought seed packets before and that's it. I I don't know if those work. That feels like a conspiracy. Seed packets. Seeds? They, I mean, we have like probably 40,000 years of proof that they work. <laughs> you know, I still don't believe it, said every Republican. <laughs> I just don't know about those seed packets. They sell them at Home Depot. Republicans love seed packets, okay? Oh my gosh, speaking of Republicans, yes. you went to Shania Twain last night. I did go to Shania Twain last night. You know, there we were in good company. Miss Shania Twain was the first feminist. She She was our mom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Man, I feel like a woman. Yeah, she was like the first. And then we had like Dixie Chicks. The Chicks. Oh, sorry, The Chicks. And then we had like, I feel like we've progressively had like these these female country stars that are really fighting the power. Yes, I feel like there's a whole onslaught of like feminine rage music right Mm -hmm, now. mm -hmm. It just shouldn't surprise anyone because we were raised... By Miss Twain, yeah. who taught us that. So was she you don't good? really impress me, men. Right. Was Have she... you seen that tweet that's like, can you imagine being Brad Pitt in the 90s and Shania just writes like a slam track against you? <laughs> just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, by the way, Brad Pitt, I'm not impressed by you. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, what a move. Uh, but was she, did somebody open for her? Uh, You know, someone did, but I was in line for tacos. Okay, yeah. But how was Shania alive? She's 57, and she looks great. She might have been a little drunk, but, like, I respect it. But she was slithing. She, yeah. Did you wear cowboy boots? I did. I (laughs) bought them specifically for this, or if we can score some Eras Tour tickets. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We probably could, maybe. I mean, I'm hopeful for the Denver show. If we sell an organ. Yeah, but we have several that we don't really need that much. That's true. A, gall, I, a gallbladder, a kidney, and part of your liver. You don't even need those three. I would give them all. <laughs> Just take <laughs> them all. single one. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to another one. Um, okay, so the topic at hand today is something that you and I have talked about a lot. At length. At length. If our If our Marco Polos ever get leaked... People are going to think we're real pervs <laughs> because we, we will need to leave the country because Meg got into. Let's see. When did you start? When did you learn to read? <laughs> when did I learn to read? Well, I was a late reader. Yeah. And an even later recreational reader. Right. Because you and and your gateway drug was Akatar. You know, was it? Yes. Sort of. So in the beginning of. 2022 so Mm -hmm. last january 
I set a goal to read a book, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's cute. New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I didn't really realize that other adults were reading books for fun. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like the last book series I read was Twilight. Yeah. Quite literally 15 years ago. Yeah. And so a close friend of mine, hi, Kels, she said, hey, do you do you want to try to read? <laughs> do you want to <laughs> attempt this activity with me? And so she gave me a few recommendations and I started with. Let's see. It was a Emily Henry book, mm-hmm. People We Meet on Vacation. Oh, was that your first? That was one of the very first w- books I read in January. Which and- that is considered chiclet. Yes? Chiclet. Okay. I gave it a like a mild to medium salsa yeah. rating. And Meg, I mean, I'll plug it right here that you do have a book Instagram. I do because apparently I I'm credible. I agree. You are You are very credible. You're the only person I know who reads this much for fun. Well, thank you. <laughs> it surprises me every day, honestly. <laughs> but you started with people we met on vacation. And that, did you love it? Yes, it opened the gateway to smut. Yes. And here's the thing. Smut is sort of a new, okay, I'm going to talk like I know things. I don't know things. If you are in the book industry, understand that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but- from my understanding, smut is sort of a new genre mm-hmm. that women are like, this is this is for us. This is for the girls and the days and the gays like this. Yeah. This is for us because there used to be like erotica. Right. And that was dominated by men. Yeah. It wasn't women writing those kinds of totally, books. Totally, totally. And really until probably Fifty Shades of Grey. Probably. I haven't read that one. Me neither. But I, I feel like that was probably the first, like that was maybe the start of the wave of female authors writing about sex. Yes. Is that written by a lady? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um. So people we meet on vacation, it's not... Overly explicit. Wait, and- sorry. I'm going to pause you here. Fifty Shades of Grey was written by a woman who had Twilight fan fiction. <gasps> that checks out. Breaking. What's the <laughs> last one? Breaking Dawn. Yes. The, the bed breaking. Yes. So Every 15 year old 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we yeah. were like, oh, oh, what is I, this? I mean, I just I just recorded my sex dumb dumb club episode yesterday. And there were so many things that I saw in movies that I was like, what are they doing? I don't get it. And that was honestly one of them. So, yeah. So that was like the first that was a a Twilight fan fiction that evolved into the story of Christian Grey and what's her face? Anastasia, I think is her name. That makes sense. Yeah. So keep going. So smut people we met on vacation. Mostly it was like, okay, we read Twilight back in the day and these other series where they had some romance and Mm -hmm. we read them as teens and we were like, oh, Ooh, yeah. what is what is this? Yeah. And it was <laughs> like, why do I feel this way? <laughs> what is that feeling? And it was all fairly interest or innocent. And then, you know, we became adults and a lot of us m- me stopped reading. Yeah. And that was the last recreational reading fun that we had. And then now I'm 30 and I'm realizing, oh, no, there are books like these books I read as teenagers but they are for the adults. Yeah. So it's like Twilight, but with a little bit more of an open door yeah. in terms of intimacy. Well, and because I feel like so many of us, especially women who were raised religious, it's like you grow up really like not only avoidant of your sexuality and your sexual desires, but kind of afraid of them. Like I definitely had a really big like shame factor, fear, fa- fear factor about like, about sex and about masturbation and about my own body. Like that felt like a topic I really shouldn't be thinking about, reading about, watching movies about. Like just I shouldn't be consuming content that made me feel sexy or feel like I wanted to do sexual things. Like it felt like, I mean, we were all taught about porn, right? Like we all learned about porn really early on. It felt like everything that had to do with sex was under the umbrella of porn and it should be avoided at all costs. Absolutely. And and I feel like, I mean, I'm I'm speaking generally, but I mean, I know so many of 
my listeners and like our friends feel the same way. It's like you go through your early 20s and you kind of coast and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, a lot of us are married and we're like, yeah, our sex life is fine and whatever. And then you enter your late 20s, early 30s and you're like, have I even like scratched the surface of my sexuality, whether that be like your sexual orientation or even just like what you like in bed with your partner? Like, is that even something that we've even begun talking about? And I feel like that's why, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like with you and a lot of like these girls who read smut and get into this genre, it's like a gateway to opening up yourself to embracing your sexuality. Yes. And it's interesting because, guys, I have been married for almost 11 years. You know, married at 19, right? I was a child bride. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I adore my husband. But I remember when I started reading these books, he not in a like a way he wasn't accusing me of anything, but he was just inquiring why why are you opting for ro- like romance? Mm-hmm. Why why is that the genre that you want to read about? Like did he feel like it it was filling some void? Maybe I think yeah. so. I think it was like, "Hey, I'm here and you know, hello." Yeah. And like why do you need to read about this? Why do you need to like fantasize about this if like we're romantic and we're yes. intimate? Yeah. And I that is an absolutely fair question for a partner to, to ask and I had to really think about it. And I realized it's not about my partner. Mm-mm. That's not why I like reading smut. I feel more confident in myself after reading these books, especially because I specifically like reading books written by women for women. So a lot of times these characters in these books are very relatable. They have body insecurities mm-hmm. or they have a low libido or Perhaps the things that we've seen in like media, it it's just like sex isn't as seamless as the media wants to portray. Like sometimes right. it can be kind of clunky. Yeah. Sometimes things are working. Sometimes they're not. And yeah, you have I literally to I used that exact same word in my episode yesterday. Like clunky sex is kind of clunky and awkward and it's not always. And that's kind of like the fun part about it. And yes. like, but yeah, I'm uh, yeah. Keep keep going. I just I just thought it was funny. I used the same word. And so it's nice to read about female leads who are experiencing some of the same situations, trials, questions about their sexuality that I am. And I realized, like, I'm not the I'm mostly straight. (laughs) No, (laughs) I wouldn't even say that. But most of the books that I read are heterosexual. Right. And. Not intentionally. It just has kind of happened that way. But a lot of the times it's I the the male leads are nice. They're whatever. We like them. We're glad they're there. But I love the female leads because it has helped me shed a lot of my shame around my sexuality. Mm -hmm. It's made me feel like, oh. She's really confident about all of these things about her body, the things that she's nervous about or insecure about. She has learned to just let go. And it's kind of made me feel more liberated in my sexual self. So, like, it's not really about my partner. In fact, it makes me more energetic and more excited to get down. Yeah. (laughs) To be with a partner. Because I have found this new sense of confidence through these books. Yeah. And I think that that's, I mean, again, we just, we weren't taught kind of the intricacies of sexuality growing up. Like I was never, I mean, I've said this before, didn't know women could masturbate till I was 22. Like I did not know that that was an option. It like it, I said this in my episode yesterday, but I remember learning about like the clitoris and I was like, I don't have that. Like I was like, where is that? Yeah. Where is that? Never felt it. Never experienced whatever that is. I don't have one. And yeah. And, and nobody tells you when you're in your like beginning years of sexuality that like, hey, your sexual relationship with yourself is actually really important. Yes. And it doesn't detract from your your relationship with a partner. It actually adds to it. And there should be no shame in exploring your own 
fantasies or interests or whatever, or, you know, some women watch porn or some like there's no shame in that. And it doesn't mean that you're being I don't know. I feel like there's this this feeling that you're being unfaithful to your partner if you are exploring things within yourself. Sure. sure. Like I, I yeah, I have heard that from a lot of people. And it's actually I feel like the exact opposite. When you're exploring yourself, you're actually becoming more. I don't know, more intimate or more in tune or more whatever, because that's like the best part. I mean, I'm not against people who have casual sex at all, like do whatever feels great to you. But when you're in a committed relationship, the like intimacy of like understanding yourself and being able to communicate it and being able to have like a really fun experience while you're having sex is like unlike anything else. And that's something I didn't learn till way too late, like in the last like little bit of my life where I'm like oh this is like a this is like a bonding this is like fun this is I look forward to this this is like the best part of my day this is something like I didn't have that like freedom because I just didn't know I didn't know I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know Does yeah that make we, sense? we didn't know yeah we truly didn't know yeah so smut yeah I feel like you what are what have been your favorite I told Meg that she could choose a smutty book for me and I would I would read it because I don't read anything. She you tried. You tried. I read I read A Court of Thorn, Thorns and Roses. I read the whole thing. You, OK, I would like to. You read the first. You did yeah. read A Court of Thorns and Roses. I read that that title book. That, I did not read the series. You did not read the series. Which, but I have A Court of Mist and Fury on my on my bookshelf. You should you should read it. I know. You I really absolutely should. absolutely should read it. I mean, that's my recommendation is that you should read A Court of Mist and Fury. Is that your fave? It's my favorite, but that's my one of my very favorite books. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would say it's like my favorite smut book because ACOTAR, because now I'm using acronyms because I'm yeah. a fantasy girl, <laughs> is is a fantasy series. So yeah. it's, you know, there are magical creatures. I couldn't get into it. Let me tell you why. What about ACOTAR I had a hard time with? The giant worm. Did you imagine the worm from SpongeBob? Yes. Yeah. That is what it really, really threw me off. I mean, hey, you made it to <laughs> almost the end if you got to the worm. I finished the whole book. I finished the whole book and I did start A Court of Mist and Fury, but I I don't know. I start reading and I am asleep. Like I am like I get why people read before bed because I literally fall asleep. But here's my question about smut. OK, let's talk. Let's talk like vibrators yes and and self-pleasure is you don't have to say if you do or if whatever but if it's common because obviously like when people watch porn they're like doing it to masturbate usually I don't know anybody who just like watches porn and like turns it off and goes to bed (laughs) (laughs) watches it and then just does nothing so is that like the vibe with smut is that the vibe is that the vibrator You know, here's the thing. I I feel like you and I are a good match because we've different strokes for different <laughs> folks. I'm so sorry. I would imagine that's the vibe. It's not specifically the vibe for me. Mm-hmm. And here's here is something that I would like to say for all people because I think I shouldn't speak for just 30 year old women in general, but, but here we are. It's our perspective. So <laughs> here, here we are. I think a lot of us, now that we're 30, we are having not a crisis, not a self-crisis, but we're just reevaluating as Everything. people, mm-hmm. including our sexuality, including what we want from our sex lives. And it is okay to set your own sexual boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's safety in boundaries and I think growing up I thought my boundaries came from religion or spirituality you can get boundaries from schooling or other people influencing you but now now that I'm old older I think I have enjoyed setting my own boundaries based off of what feels right yeah for me yeah and that has also been really empowering that I can set my own rules in all aspects and facets of my life but including my sexuality yeah I don't know why the visual of like because you always think about people (laughs) not all I don't always think about this but like people like masturbating or whatever why does it seem so funny for people to masturbate with a book in their hand (laughs) I mean 
It's, like, it sounds... I picture somebody like licking their finger and like turning the page and then like grabbing their vibrator. Like I don't know why I think it is the funniest visual I mean, ever. It feels like a sport. You good? No, really. That's why. Okay, because I was asking you about like audiobooks. Because I was like, okay, can I listen to it? I know that people because I've to used do like that. Dipsy. I mean, Dipsy is like a is a sponsor of the podcast, yes. and they do like sexy like erotica that you listen to. And like I can get I can get down with it for sure. I would imagine that takes some of the coordination out of it. Definitely. Yeah, it does. Like sometimes like I will become self-aware in the middle of like any sexual activity and I'll like remember what I'm doing and like what it looks like from the outside. And I get the ick at myself. <laughs> that is a good way to shut it down. No, literally. Or like even I used to even think this like when I was in high school and I would like be making out with a guy and we'd be like like we called it defing. What do you guys call it? Gro- what did you call it? Defing. That's the worst. What do you call I- it? Derfing. I don't even know the words you're saying. What? Like when you like like dry humping, or like when you like grinding. Grinding. Oh, you would call it grinding. I'm. I don't know if I ever put a word to it. Yeah, we always called it defing for like defing. That. <laughs> teenagers it's a terrible. Are- creative no it's the worst it's the worst thing ever but I would like become I would like get out of the moment for a minute and be like if somebody walked in like and saw this I would be humiliated and they did as teenagers like yeah. where were you in the car and yeah the I was in the car baseball Span- field Spanish Fork High School parking lot first time I ever deefed a guy if you say deefed again <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> I feel like I'm shocked that you didn't call it that because we're from like basically the same area yes. and I felt like it was a regional thing <laughs> that I would like to say no <laughs> Gross. yeah like when I discovered I mean there were so many things like when I was when I was younger and making out with guys that like like I would get like I can't even remember the first time sorry this is maybe TMI I don't know but like I can't even remember the first time I orgasmed because I didn't know what it was it was just a surprise no it was and I thought I remember thinking like oh that means I'm wet Mm. like that feeling that's that's what that means so when people would say that or like I would hear it in a show or like read it or whatever (laughs) and like or like somebody would yeah if I heard that term I was like oh that means that they orgasmed yes I didn't know that that meant that you were horny like it was like little things like that that nobody bothered to sit me down and say no so I'm three years into marriage and I'm like oh now I get it I understand see that I will say I've spoke with so many other ladies uh, with a Christian upbringing and smut has also worked as an educational tool. Totally. Because a lot of us didn't have any experience either outside of marriage or until we were adults or. Well, and were you raised? And again, I like whenever I talk about this stuff, I always clarify. I don't think that the majority of these teachings are. LDS specific. I think they're very Christian. I think they're very like American. So when I say this, I'm not saying like, oh, only LDS people are taught this, but I was definitely taught that there were certain things even within marriage that were not good. Like I remember being told that like oral was like discouraged within marriage. Really? Yeah. Like, and that's just probably, that's, that's a, that's a wide range. Like, I don't think that everybody is taught that, but it's those things that I just didn't think to ask. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, wasn't taught that, but I had sort of an unusual upbringing. Mm-hmm. My mom died when I was young. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the birds and the bees conversations happened with my dad and he did a really good job. I think I came out of my teenagehood without a lot of shame because yeah. it just was never instilled. Like, Well, and you didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't have like a lot of modesty, shame or things no. like that. Yeah, which is great. No, my dad didn't comment on it. And I vividly remember one conversation. I think I was 17 and I had a, a boyfriend at the time, you know, as teenagers do. And my dad sat me down and I thought that he was going to tell me like, scare me, scare mm-hmm. me away from sex. And because I I don't know if he assumed that I was sexually active and I, I wasn't as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And until you got married at 19, <laughs> until <laughs> until one year later, I married someone else. <laughs> and but my dad did say that intimacy is important. Mm-hmm. And he basically just said that I should stay safe and understand my boundaries. Yeah. And but he left that as an open door, just sort of to determine my own boundaries mm-hmm. as a teenager. And it's really to healthy. understand it's really safety. Good. So I think I came out of being a teenager without a lot of the shame. Yeah. However, 
I still was very naive about any sort of sexuality or the like you said the intricacies of what yeah. actually sex okay, wait, is. Okay, I want to know I want to know what you've learned from smut. Oh, so just so many things. Let's let me make a quick list. What in about my brain. I feel like you, it's got to be great for dirty talk. Incredible yeah. for dirty talk because I felt very squeamish yeah. about dirty talk for mm, a long time. It can be it can be awkward it's, if you're not in the throes of it. Right. And yeah. also like, what do you even say? What do you even say? And so these books have helped a lot because like I said, they're educational. Yeah. But they also give some good ideas. No, they have some good I tips have literally looked up on Pinterest like dirty talk phrases. <laughs> like yes. within the last little while. Like that was not when I was young. Like that was recently that I'm like I got to get like some new material. Right. <laughs> I, I got to get a new like set going. <laughs> I know. Can someone publish like cute little cards, like cute little illustrated cards that have like a beautiful branding, like color set this, with dirty talk? Mm, interesting that you're naming all of your skills. I feel like that maybe should be something should you do. I, do. I mean, someone else has to probably write all the phrases, but we can come up with them. I'll do it. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it. Perfect. I'll record myself. Designed by Meg, <laughs> written by Maddie. Coming the, soon. Coming soon. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> we have to do this. Nobody steal our idea. I am claiming that. Copyright. But probably. yeah, like, I mean, what? Yeah, so what else? So it's probably really good for dirty talk. It's probably really good for, I mean, like, do you think, of, I mean, maybe not actively think about it, like when you're in the middle of boning, but like. Does it do you kind of like emulate what you read about or what you feel from your female lead characters in the books? Yes and no. I think if someone's listening to this and you've never read smut specifically written by women, mm -hmm. it might sound like wild. Like, oh, you're going to be in some exotic place doing crazy things that you surely don't do. And that's just not what it is. It's like. I mean, it can be depending yeah. on what your flavor is, but I feel like a lot of these like romance novels that have come out within the last five years are fairly typical sexual endeavors yeah. written. And I think that also can be really nice to read about because it's not outlandish. Well, because I'm like, I'm a common woman. I'm a typical woman. I'm not going to hang from the ceiling. Like I literally just had the baby. <laughs> yeah. I just, sometimes I just want the normal well, stuff. Totally. And the it's vanilla like, stuff uh, on occasion. And that's fine. And, and that's nice like why, why I even wanted to do a whole episode dedicated to this. Because first of all, I think there's, I think I would venture to say that within the totality of my listeners, there's either women who maybe are not as experienced sexually as they want to be and they don't know how to broach that topic. So I think smut is a great way to do that. Or also, what was the other thing? I mean, yeah, just exploring that and don't even know where to go from here because like my idea of like sex, sex education is like talking to your friends or porn. Like sure. those are the two, two places where you learn about sexual experiences, both of which are probably not the best place to learn. And I'm not saying that smut is like the like the education scientifically place what sure. am i trying to say the place where you go for like scientific information about yes. your body textbooks textbooks but it is i rearranged all the words in that sentence but it can be a place to go where you can like get a feel for maybe what an, an another normal sexual experience would Absolutely. look like or sound like or feel like or do you know what i mean totally. like you don't really get that like i don't know there's a certain shame and like telling your friends I mean I don't feel this way now but for sure especially before I was married and like my friends and I were all like doing stuff with guys like but none of us really wanted to like talk details because there was that kind of shame about it so I remember thinking like I don't even know if what we're doing is normal like I don't even know if like sure like I I like this thing and I haven't heard my friends say that and so like I don't know if what I'm doing is weird and I don't want to bring it up and so it's like this it's like a friend opening up to you about I'm saying smut is like a friend <laughs> yes. opening up to you about what they did on their honeymoon and you can judgment free consume the content totally and that make, did any of that did that make sense no that okay. absolutely made sense and like as I've said previously that sexual boundaries even if you're in a long-term relationship can be really beneficial and one of those things is 
maybe you have a boundary about privacy. Maybe you don't feel comfortable talking with your girls about your explicit sex life details, or maybe you're not comfortable with porn. And so if those are boundaries that you have in place for, and I I don't have to speak vaguely, like I do talk to my girls, but I, but I don't consume porn. And that's a boundary that I've set in place for yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. And, and is that like, I mean, that's just pure desire based probably like you just don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. Yeah, I guess for myself. And also, I mean, I don't know if this is controversial. This whole episode might be. But <laughs> like I am a Christian woman yeah. and Christians can still read smut yeah. and you can set your own personal boundaries. So it's just one of those things that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, but I am comfortable with smut and some people would say well that's very contradictory that you I don't can do I don't one, think but so not the at other. all porn so I mean you really got to look you got to search for like female centric like consent based porn I mean porn whether people you know like it or not nine times out of ten is super unrealistic and it's super male centric like that's just wait did I just say male centric twice Unre- I, no, I said unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah, unrealistic. It's male centric. Like that is I'm I'm I am not saying at all that it's weird to like porn. It's the most common thing in the world. People love it. I just I totally understand when people are like, that's not for me. It's like it's like when people don't like seafood. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It smells Same. weird. Like, sure. <laughs> it's a delicacy for so many people. But like when people don't like it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's it's anything sexual, anything sex related, like Nothing is, I mean, I shouldn't say nothing. There are definitely certain things that I'm like, that's weird to be into. Right. (laughs) But I mean, the majority of things, it's like, it makes sense when people are into it. It makes sense when people aren't into it. Totally. And so it's just one of those things. I'm, I'm not into it. Yes. It's not for me. Yeah. But I do like smut because it's educational. And like I said, it has given me like a new sense of confidence. Yeah. And probably a new sense of like, I mean, again, you and I have talked about this at length that I have gone through obviously a lot of changes in the last few months of my life. And one of the big ones was that I was like, I think I'm ready to like step into femininity again because the last years of my life have been, I've been in a very masculine position. I've been kind of running things. I haven't really been like loose and soft and, and flowy. And I've been very, like I've I've needed to handle a lot of things and I've had to be on top of things and I haven't been in a place where I could really like let go and just and and it was confusing for me. And this was another thing that I want to talk about, because this is like such a trendy topic right now, talking about like your feminine energy and like stepping into your feminine era. And it was like really confusing for me when I started dating again and I started like rediscovering myself sexually and all of these things, because I was like, if being in my feminine era like is kind of this like I mean I, I Chels from what we said put it like this that like in your masculine era you're daddy and then in your feminine era you're baby Aww. and like I just like wanted to be baby like I didn't want to be like daddy anymore yeah. like but I was like am I being a bad feminist like does this make me like not like if I'm not doing everything and like wanting to be the breadwinner and wanting to like you know run my household with an iron fist and do all that, does that mean that I'm like not a good feminist And that was like a confusing thing for me. Like six months ago when you and I like started that conversation, I was like, I I think I can't do it because feminism means being in charge and being like and and working and earning all the money and do it. That's what I was associating feminism with. Yes. And I didn't know that your feminine era is also another side of feminism. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Ritual. We're all looking for ways to be healthier, especially those of us in our late 20s, early 30s. We got to start fine tuning some things. And I'm guessing that the majority of us, if not all of us, are looking for things that will help long term and not just quick fixes that aren't even real. So let me introduce you to Ritual, the skeptic-friendly multivitamin. You deserve a multivitamin that meets more than your standards. It should exceed them. My personal favorite part, I take Ritual every single day. I also got several of my friends hooked on their multivitamin and their protein powder. Best part about their multivitamin 
It is minty. It's not hard to take. It's not huge and hard to swallow. It's actually a very pleasant experience. Their Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that's made with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. With nine key nutrients in two capsules per day, their unique beadlet and oil is even patented. And like I said, it's got that minty essence. So taking your multivitamin every day is a breeze. So no more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Right now, Ritual is offering Bad Broadcast listeners 10% off during your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash bad10, that's B-A-D-1-0, to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. One more time, that is ritual.com slash bad10. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Squarespace. If you are a business gal, if you are looking to become a business gal, chances are you need a gorgeous website. And if you're anything like me, building a website makes absolutely no sense to you and can be kind of a pain point and maybe discouraging you from starting a business. That's how I was anyway. When I wanted to launch my own business and start selling things, building a website seemed like the most daunting task. Good thing we've got Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. There's so many different features that Squarespace helps you out with, and it is really the place to sell anything you want. It has the tools you need to get your business off the ground, e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, and secure payments. So whatever you sell, they've got merchandising features to make your products look their best online. Also, maybe you're just selling from social media right now and you're not sure how you can integrate. Squarespace does that. You can display posts from your social profiles and you can automatically push website content to your favorite social media platforms so your followers can share it too. You can also have a really good overview of your website so you can see how your visits, your unique visitors, and page views trend over time. And you can gain insight into the top traffic sources, products, device types, browsers, and operating systems by visits. You also own all of the content that you put onto the Squarespace platform. So head to squarespace.com slash bad for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you can use the offer code bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash bad, code bad when you're ready to purchase. Totally. And I feel like in order to enter your feminine era, you have to be in a safe place. Yeah. And it, I think it's, honestly, it's just like it's just like sex. It's like having good sex. You have to be in a safe place. You have to be in a like in a I feel like I had to be in like a flow state, which I hadn't been in in years because right. I was in this masculine kind of rigid box. And then when I entered this like like feminine feminine place I was like oh this is where like my sexuality flows and where I feel creative and where I feel safe and where I feel like I can do anything I want but I choose to do this and that's what you and I said to each other is feminism is that you get to do whatever you want totally yeah and I think that it's 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 a hard balance it's a hard balance to maybe want to step into a more traditional female role while understanding our feminist ties. Yeah. But I do think they can live together. And that has been a hard one for me to overcome, especially raising three girls. Yeah. Like I want my girls to be strong and capable and understand that they can achieve the same success as any man in whatever given field they want to be in. But also there is strength in leaning into your own femininity that is inherent to us and it felt like a little bit of a betrayal to lean into my feminine side when for so long I've been building a business and raising strong girls and I think McKay and I have had a lot of honest conversations this year about restructuring like what I want my femininity to look like. Yeah. Because honestly, I think a lot of my like strength in being feminine and being a feminist specifically was 
maybe out of a out of a trauma response from mm-hmm. when I was younger. It's like you have to take care of yourself. No one else is going to take care of you. And you can and you're capable of doing that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling capable as a woman and yeah. understanding your strength. But it has been a very sweet experience understanding that my partner, who's like a wonderful man, wants to take care of me yeah not in an oppressive way at all but like and not in a condescending like you can't do it no in a very like in a very sweet way like he finds a lot of value and purpose taking care of me Mm -hmm. and making sure that i feel loved and protected and once i realized like maybe when i took the overarching views of like men versus women and like just the battle that is at hand. And I just looked at it as me and McKay, like down to a personal level, it sort of unlocked this like desire of just wanting to maybe be more traditional. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons I kind of stepped back from my business for a minute. Uh, Just for the time being, like I was pregnant and I was newly postpartum and I just... I was leaning into my feminine energy. Like I just wanted to hold my babies and be kind of like a soft landing place. Yeah. Which that is not my gut reaction. I want to be like firm and strong. Totally. Well, and I think it's actually it's 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 wrong for people to say that feminism is one thing. It's actually the opposite. Totally. Of the mission of feminism, because if feminism is feminism, I'm mixed up the N and the M there. If feminism is just one thing, that's just another box that we're in. Like the point of it is to break the box and to be able to do whatever we want. And when people say, well, you can't be a good feminist unless you do this, 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 and this, it's like, well, those are just, that's another rule book that like we're trying to throw the rule book out and it's like that that yeah that was a weird thing to uh to like reconcile when I was like oh I I might want to have I mean I I lived a lot of my life being like oh I want to you know live in a different city and and do all these things and have this huge career and you know be the leader of the house and not like and be very like I was very anti-traditional, especially right after I left the church. Like I was like, well, all of those traditional roles are dumb and I don't want them. And these other ones have more value. Sure. And now that I've I am where I am now, I'm like, wait, what what was I doing? I was boxing myself in because I told myself that that was the only way to do it. And I just think that I don't know. I, I also have had the experience and I've talked to you about this before where I felt like my feminism was weaponized against me in a lot of situations where I felt like I was capable and I was earning all of the money and all these things. And in being empowered to do that, I was actually just caretaking everybody around me and putting absolutely zero into myself. And it was like, and I had all this reinforcement because it was like, oh, you're such a good feminist because you're like, you're doing, you're doing everything. You're doing all of it. You're handling everything for everyone. And then like when I took a step back, I was like, but where was any, why wasn't somebody there for me? Like, why was I not being told like, hey, you can do anything that you want, but also you don't have to, and you deserve to have some relief in your life. Does that does that make sense? Like that was really hard for me to get over that. I was like, I felt like something that I loved so much, which was like being a powerful woman and having my own identity and all of that. Like I was actually just I was what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, caretaking for sure. But also just like I just lost myself. Totally. I lost myself in all of that. And people say like, oh, well, you lose yourself in motherhood and you lose yourself in being a wife. And it's like, well, I felt like I lost myself in the other side of it. And I felt like I had no identity. I felt like I had no capabilities except strong, rigid, uh, like handling shit. I had no power in like my softness or anything like that. And that was that was weird and hard. I think you said something that's so important that. Maybe being a feminist is the understanding that as women, maybe in a society that was built traditionally for men, Mm -hmm. we can find success. We can do it all, but we don't need to do it all. And dare I say, 
please don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, please don't do it all. Yeah. It's, well, don't do it all because it's like, I mean, it's just, it's not, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, the point of feminism, I think, at least in my own life, is to build a really strong identity in myself outside of everything else, outside of relationships and jobs and friendships, like to have a really strong sense of self and power in like knowing that I can do whatever I want. I don't need anybody's approval. I don't need anybody's okay with any of my decisions. Like that feels like my my goal with all of it. And doing everything and trying to be everything to every single person in my life gives me no sense of self. And it actually just hurts my own identity because all of me is wrapped up in everybody else. Yeah. So doing it all, I mean, and, and there are, I know so many women who do it all. And I, I just like, I just hope I want everybody to feel like a strong sense of self. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's, but I mean, it all ties in. I mean, all of this stuff that we talk about and like people always say like your late twenties as a woman, I mean, people say it's like, it's your Saturn return. It's your, you know, it's like statistically when people divorce the most yes. or leave organized religion the most, like, I mean, when I got divorced, people were like, oh yeah, you're 20. How old was I? You're 28. Yeah. yeah. That's right on, right on, right on schedule, po- yeah, right on schedule. Like your life is about to be flipped upside down, but that's why this all kind of ties into like, you know, entering your feminine era and exploring your sexuality and, you know, finding a life path that feels the best to you. And whether that's in the home, outside of the home, with kids, without kids, uh, married, not married, like whatever that is, it's all wrapped up into like the identity of a woman, which is complex and beautiful and not one dimensional at all. And it's hard to kind of uncover those sides of you when you feel like you've either had a one track mind your whole life or you've avoided certain parts of yourself so I don't know just all all kind of wraps up into it wouldn't you say I would say yeah that was beautiful being a woman is weird it is <laughs> it is the weirdest <laughs> so you can I don't know be barefoot in the kitchen but also running a business support human rights so, yes <laughs> at the same time and, and incredible be a, and be a strong voice in your home while also you know not being the breadwinner like there are there are so many different uh different ways to be a full and complete woman and I did not know that until later in life I didn't know that I could be complete with whatever pieces I want to put in you have done such a good job <laughs> you are doing such a good job that's nice of you are we so tired of like <laughs> figuring ourselves out This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Better Sleep. I don't know about you guys, but the older I get, the more I desperately need a quality night's sleep. I talk about it a lot on the podcast. I'm always sharing little tips and tricks and hacks and ways that I sleep better, I sleep longer, and I sleep deeper. And one of those little tricks is Better Sleep. Better Sleep is the app I use for white noise when I'm sleeping, when I just need to focus. Sometimes I do it when I'm writing or when I'm, you know, attempting a meditation. Better Sleep is my go-to. Better Sleep has over 200 soothing sounds and a range of smart features to help you sleep faster, deeper, and for longer. You can explore audio tracks from categories such as ASMR, brainwaves, meditation, stories, and more. You can also use a pre-made soundscape mix or combine your favorite sounds. That's what I do. They've got color noises and melodies from Better Sleep's expansive library to create your perfect mix. It's one of the most positively reviewed apps in the App Store with over 600,000 reviews, and it's also been named Apple's app of the day over 65 times. High quality rest is vital to mental well-being and physical health, and Better Sleep collaborated with world-renowned sleep specialist and Oxford University professor Dr. Russell Foster to help you achieve your best sleep. Because when you sleep better, you feel better, and when you feel better, life is a lot more fun. So improve your quality of life in as little as one week. Download Better Sleep from your App Store or Google Play today. That's Better Sleep on the App Store or Google Play today. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Dipsy. Spring is a time of growth and transformation and blossoming and flowers. And Dipsy is here to help you explore the sensual side 
of all of those things. With Dipsy's sexy audio stories, you can indulge in your blooming desires, newfound passions, and the thrill of taking risks. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters so you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, hot and heavy hookups, whatever trope you're into, they've got it. They're also radically inclusive and they have stories for straight and queer listeners. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read. I hear from so many of you that you love reading the sexy things. Dipsy has it all. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. That's dipsystories.com slash bad. I am. You know what? Somebody asked me the other day because I I feel like good. Like I feel really good for like the first time in a really long time. I just feel kind of settled and dare I say healed. I just feel healed. And I had somebody asked me, they were like, what happened? Like what? And I was like, no, I just decided I just decided that I was like I had been doing all this, like digging into myself and like these hard like figuring out and trauma, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, and I got sad and I got tired and I was like ready to live. And so when things come up, I deal with them and I try and figure them out. I try and, you know, go to therapy and figure out why I felt a certain way. But then other than that, I was like, I think, I think I need a break from like self-discovery for a little bit. (laughs) Just for a minute. Just for a minute. Wouldn't it be so much easier to be a bad person to just not put the work in? It would be awesome it would be awesome to just like not care if you were like mean to people or like the worst partner or friend ever yeah i mean that you do but you know then you miss out on like literally the best parts of life truly (laughs) so i guess we'll keep we'll keep trying we'll keep doing the self-discovery i mean we'll 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 keep going to therapy we'll keep doing it and we'll end on this topic because i always feel like people ask me about this just whatever i have you or lucy or kylie on like just about female friendships like and finding them later in life and how they're such like a life raft for me and i think most most people who find their their female friendships i mean obviously i've known kylie my whole life and but like you and lucy who i've met later in life like so what's your what do you look for in a female friend Uh, what do i look for in a female friend ease Mm -hmm. and in the way that there's just not a lot of obligations in fact i think that's funny because you and i we both have some social media presence you Mm -hmm. have a a very wide (laughs) not like (laughs) grasp or i feel like we have the same how many followers just post half i don't know they're dropping every time i mention (laughs) my distaste for donald trump I don't know. I don't care. But I think a lot of people say like, oh, well, are you and Maddie still friends? Like what's going on? And I think there's just like a natural ease to our friendship where I'm just like, oh, I mean, we're not posting about it. Not that you I mean, you should take pictures with your friends. You and I should take more pictures. I think the last time we took a picture is when we went to Vegas in like May 2021. Yeah. (laughs) But I think there's just like a natural ease and support to our friendship. Mm -hmm. Like. We still talk almost every day. Yeah. I know that if I was really in a pinch, you'd be there. Mm-hmm. I hope you feel the same way. I don't. <laughs> She's like, get Are out you kidding of me? Here. Literally, I had to, I threw, Meg is like, again, I said this at the beginning and you avoided it because I knew you would. You are good at everything. Oh. I threw a baby shower for Kylie. I literally, like, everybody was like, how do you even think of it? It's the most beautiful shower I've ever been to. I'm like, yeah, Meg Livingston touched this place that's why like what are you are you, like yeah but just that kind of ease low pressure low judgment yeah low just like i i have no drama in my friendships no and haven't for years 
And like if I sense that there's going to be drama or I sense that a person like I feel like you just can kind of tell right away, like especially now, like at 29, like I can usually meet somebody and be like, oh, yeah, this is going to work out or like, oh, we're going to be second tier friends or like, oh, we're not going to hang out ever. (laughs) Thank you so much. But but nothing. Yeah. But just like I don't fight with my friends. I don't. And I feel like there's a mutual interest in no drama. Yes. Like I if like I don't know, I just I don't we don't get our feelings hurt. If I don't hear from you for a day, I don't think you're mad. I don't spiral and think that like, oh, she didn't talk to me. She didn't tell me that. What is like, if you tell me news later than when it happened, I'm not like, oh, she was avoiding me or she, if you go on a trip, like where did you, oh, you went on like a trip with a friend and you and I had talked about going on the same trip. Yes. And you were like, oh, I'm actually going. And I was like, amazing. Like not one bit of me was like, oh, she didn't bite me. Does she not like me? Does she, because I know if you actually didn't like me, well, first of all, we wouldn't talk every day, but if there was an issue, you would say it. Totally. But it's like having an issue with you seems so foreign to me. <laughs> I know. We don't have a lot of issues. I no. can't. I don't I know. mean, separately, we have a lot of issues. Yeah. But... Collectively, we have a lot of issues. Maybe that's why we're friends. <laughs> but like just having the mutual interest of like peace in a relationship goes a very long way. Yes. I just, just ease. I just yeah. look for ease in friendships. I just, I'm too old. I'm yeah. too old to manage high maintenance relationships Mm -hmm. i have four children they are high maintenance they've got enough friend stuff going on like you do not need like would you like i don't even know if that's true i mean i'm thinking of myself (laughs) at your girl's age and i'm like yeah i had drama with my friends since age six yeah no we're getting into it i mean my oldest is eight so i'm sure it's right around the corner yeah so it's like you don't want to also be dealing with you know drama in your own life when you're trying to raise humans through their own drama yeah no i don't i'm tired just thinking about it truly okay so last thing tell me my smut book that i'm reading that's what i was gonna find my list i think is your phone on wally oh i picked it up okay so should we do choose your own adventure style yes no yes Yes? choose your own adventure style yes okay do you prefer enemies to lovers or second chance romance I would say enemies to lovers do you want it medium hot or as hot as it can get let's go hot hot yeah okay okay I'm gonna show you this this cover (laughs) okay let me see it (laughs) a deal with the devil with a shirtless who is that a property brother I mean, now that you say that, probably a deal with the devil. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is free on Kindle Unlimited, but I actually don't. I might have paid for this. I don't okay. even remember the plot of what this. What did book. you rank that on? On Meg, her Instagram is Meg is a reader now. Meg is a reader yeah. now. That is embarrassing. What's that? What's that ranked? Okay, I gave it a four. Okay, that's pretty high. It's. My my. Oh, you did tell me to read a mist, Court of Mist and Fury. That was yeah, the other one. Yeah, I mean that's. But, the, but if we're doing a one-off, Mist and Fury is like almost eight hundred pages. This <sighs> one is not. So let's start here. A deal with the devil. I gave it a four-star ranking. Okay. It's hot salsa. Okay. And what was your medium salsa answer? Actually, what was your hot as it gets answer? Oh man, I read one recently called Mile High, which is very popular. Yeah. And let me tell you the sweet thing about Mile High really quick. Okay. So you can choose. Okay. I gave this one a habanero salsa. That's hot. It was truly filthy. I haven't read anything like this in really? a little while. But I want to read that one. <laughs> let me let me give you a bit of inspiration. Okay. Something I learned from this book. Because so it's excited. not just about the filth, everyone. It's not just about... Yeah, okay. So Mile High is a dual perspective. So it switches from the female lead to the male lead. Okay. And this girl, her name is Stevie. And she's like a typical sized lady. She has very normal body insecurities. And oftentimes in these intimate scenes, her inner narrative will interrupt what's going on and kind of pull her out of the moment and say and she will start that's thinking, why that happens to me right and she'll start thinking about like oh is my stomach too soft or like my boobs aren't the same size or i'm just a lot of very normal things happen to her and they interrupt her mood and then we will switch to the male's perspective i think his name is z i don't know <laughs> we don't care but in z's perspective 
you will read about these intimate moments and he's not only tolerating her insecurities, he doesn't like love her in spite of it in spite of it he doesn't like love her extra weight around her hips because he like loves her as a person he finds them sexy yeah and that was really freeing to read about because and healing because it's like oh the things that i'm worried about my partner is not worried about yeah. and likely loves it. Okay, I want to read that one. Huh? Okay, you should Mile read Mile High. Also, the cover looked a little more inviting. It <laughs> is not well written. Oh, gosh, Meg. I'm sorry, <laughs> but there's a really sweet... Honestly, you know what? I'm going to stop right there. You say that, I would never know the difference between well written and not well written because guess how many books I read? Well, zero. One, you read A Court of Thorns and Roses. I read A Court of Thorns and Roses, and I read Holes when I was about 10. Okay, well, you're- I read Twilight when I was 12. Yeah, you're yeah. you're on your way. So you are going to read Mile High. Can we reread Twilight together this fall? Absolutely. I think that we should- Wait, hold on. This is a really good bad broadcast idea. We should do a, a bad broadcast book club, a but book club. I'm, not committing, I'm not committing to it long term. Like, I don't want to say, like, let's always do it. But this fall, let's do a group- Twilight series reading, rereading. I will be your bad broadcast ambassador. How fun would that be? Ambassador. And then at the end of it, do an event where we watch either Twilight or like one of the movies, probably not all the movies. I don't want to get too extravagant, but like then we watch a movie as a as a group as we've reread all of the books together. Perfect. I don't know why it feels right well, to do it in the fall. I mean, it does. <laughs> I can't it, do it in the summer. <laughs> no, it's too hot. I'm too so sweaty. <laughs> okay, I will read Mile High. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing sexy talk with me. <laughs> Thanks for dirty talking to me for an hour. No, I'm just Anytime. kidding. Anything you want to leave the people with. You're doing a good job. These sexy, sexy people. Sexy ladies. You can find Meg at post accessories. One word. No dots. No dots. No dots. No just hyphens. the one that is your child. Yep. Find her at Post Accessories, buy her stuff. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, review to the podcast. Join Patreon for bonus content. And uh, leave a five-star review. And leave a five-star review. And let us know what smut you are reading. And follow Meg. Follow Meg as a reader now. Okay, I think that's everything. Thanks for being here. Hugs and kisses. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.